Close your eyes. Imagine your favorite bar. Envision a perfect drink in your hand. You're sitting alone until a friendly stranger sits next to you and with a wink raises their glass to you. Over the course of the next hour, you chat, laugh, and drink in their story before parting ways with a smile on your face. This is A Toast and a Tale. Hello, and welcome to A Toast and a Tale. I'm the host, Marissa Rothermel. I have a wonderful special guest with me tonight who uh, I have known casually for the last couple of years, and I'm putting it out there right now before we get started. One of the most talented individuals that I have ever met, and he has a little cult following within my family group because if he posts on your timeline or whatever... It's always funny. So no pressure, Will, but welcome to the show. Who are you and what three words would you describe yourself as? Because I think it's the funniest ever. Well, thank you so much, Marissa. Uh, That is a hard intro to follow. Um, I will tell you, I asked my own family sort of how they describe me. Um, My mom said uh, creative, which I thought was very sweet. Uh, My sister said political, which I thought was very interesting. And she specified not in like a not in like a crazy way, more so that I'm engaged and up to date on what's happening with like current events, which okay. yeah. Um, but I think for me it comes down to I think of myself first and foremost as laid back as much as as difficult as that has proven to be in the last few years. But yeah, no, I also like to think of myself as compassionate. I started with empathetic, but I feel like there's some connotations there thanks to TikTok and and everything. And then, you know, finally, I think you said it yourself. Funny. Funny. You are. You are just a funny dude. I mean, I I don't know. You have a way of making me feel better if I'm not, even if I'm not communicating with you at the time, just finding something on, on your social media or just taking a moment to enjoy who you are. I always find myself having a smile and I appreciate that so much. I really do. So uh, let's get this show started with round two. What are you drinking? All right, I'll try and get some good Foley work on this as I crack open. (laughs) Uh, But I am sipping on a hop tea. Um, It's non-alcoholic, but it's like black tea made with hops. I've heard about this taking off. I I look back on um, all the money that I've spent on four packs of very specific craft IPAs. Um, (laughs) And I'm (laughs) I'm laughing for a very big reason right now. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I know why. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I'm I'm kind of trying to um, replicate that uh, taste and that experience while I'm trying to uh, get back in shape. Totally respectable. 100%. I'm going to have to try that one. I wonder if it's distributed out here. Uh, Speaking about ridiculous craft four packs, etc. I'm going to just casually hold up the beer I'm drinking right now. Uh, That would be Julius from Treehouse. Uh, yeah, one of the most sought after beers, at least I I, actually I think across the country, at least it was for a time. And uh, the funny story with this brewery is that they don't distribute their beers, as I'm sure you know, Will. Uh, they don't distribute your, their beers, so you have to go to the brewery to get it. Well, I live in Charleston, South Carolina. This beer is located in Massachusetts. So what did we do before we left New York when we moved down here a few months? We bought an insane amount 
of uh, beer from Treehouse Brewery. And their big thing is that they don't distribute it because it has to be kept cold. It has to be kept under the right circumstances. So we also loaded up a cooler and we transported it cold from the brewery to, you know, through our cooler all the way down the East Coast to Charleston, South Carolina. And we have just a few more left before it's gone. And we have no idea if we'll ever get back to the brewery to find <laughs> more. But uh, cheers. <laughs> cheers. I love it. I love it. Hop tea is definitely something that I want to look more into. Yeah, I think uh, the company is Hop Lark. Hop Lark. I feel like I've but heard if, them You know, before. if we've made it as far as Cleveland, I'm sure you can find them down in South Carolina. Yeah, I would assume so. I think I had a, a hop green tea at one point, and I know hop water is taking off as well because of the health benefits of hops. And, you know, everyone's got their opinions on it. Have you tried any of the hop water products? Yeah, I tried... Um, who makes, oh, I tried like the Lagunitas equivalent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was more hop water or like hop seltzer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think you kind of benefit from like the tea aspect. You know, you, yeah. like you're not just drinking straight up hops in an IPA. There's so much more flavor and like undertones that go into it. And so it's nice to kind of have like the bitterness and the flavor profile of the hops balanced out with like a black tea. Yeah. Now I want tea. We just installed this uh, instant hot water heater on our sink. And when I say we installed it, I supervised. Uh, <laughs> but that's what that's that's what I have my husband for. Not that I couldn't do it. Women, women empowerment. It's just that he's really good at it. Uh, and I benefit now from having tea whenever I want, which is great because I work at a computer and you need tea to stay awake sometimes. I, I finally got an electric kettle for Christmas. I don't yeah. know why I was so... Well, I, I think it's... When I moved here, this is the first apartment that I'm living in that doesn't have a microwave. Oh. And at first, I was like, well, I'll just get one, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's not like a microwave is an expensive commodity like it was, <laughs> you know, in like the it, 60s. Right. But I don't know. I just kept dragging my feet, and I've reached the point where now I'm kind of fine without one. Mm-hmm. I feel like it makes me almost more cognizant of what I'm eating because I can't just like throw something in the microwave for 30 seconds. I have to actually think like, okay, how long is this going to take to heat up on the stove? Or, well, I can't make that because I don't have a microwave. So maybe let's just make some actual food. Yeah, no, I totally relate to that. Uh, Back in New York, we actually moved our microwave down to the basement. And uh, it was rare that we used it. I wouldn't get rid of it because I was afraid that, you know, say some little children came over with their hot pockets or something as (laughs) if little children just carry hot pockets with them. But uh, I was concerned that we shouldn't be without it just in case. But even having it as far away as the basement of the house, we found that, you know what, do we really need to microwave something or can we throw it in the oven? Can we just not eat that. And then our purchasing changed over time where you didn't really buy microwave stuff. Um, what are you thinking of your wa- your water kettle now that you've come to the dark side of heating water electrically? I, I truly, I am not enough of like a tea snob to know the difference between like, but I, I do think you do get a better like flavor profile when you just let it heat up naturally with yeah. like an electric kettle. Um, I do not claim to be a scientist. <laughs> not I don't want anyone to think that I think microwave affects the taste, like microwaving things affects the taste of water. But in itself, it's it's nice sort of little routine. Well, and it's it's become multi-purpose. Um, it is a lifeline for me as um, a tea drinker 
And then it's a lifeline for uh, the plants that I am kind of neglecting because uh, I also use it as like my like water and vessel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I understand that. I understand that. It's funny that you mentioned the tea ritual. Uh, back when I got into tea, and for a while I went just holy tea snobbery. I mean, going to you know these little shops and getting particularly uh, picked teas at certain times of the year and all that, and and boiling to a particular temperature for a certain set of minutes and seconds and all of that kind of thing. Uh, there is a ritual to making tea. And even if it's, you know, just a tea bag and and hot water, there is, you're, you're committing time. It's almost time to breathe. And I found myself really enjoying those few minutes where it's like, oh, well, I have to wait for the water to boil now. <laughs> I have to wait my five minutes or I'll, you know, or my tea will not be ready. And uh, that tea ritual can definitely be good for self-care, especially if you're using it in a nice, positive manner. I also feel like I have more self-control when it comes to tea because yeah. I am a coffee fiend, like truly. <laughs> if I make a pot, I will drink the full pot by myself. Mm-hmm. And Same. it's never enough to be like, well, maybe I can just make a half pot. It's like, well, I'm going to want more later. <laughs> and thankfully, with the electric kettle, I have to be like, okay, I need to, I can only make one cup of tea right now with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let's it's 6.30 at night right now when I just turned off my, my coffee pot for the day. And saw that there was one little cup left in there. And um, I was like, do I need that caffeine right now? It's there. It's made. I could drink that coffee. And then I realized that uh, my husband had had zero coffee that day. And the 10 cups that were there were consumed by me, <laughs> or at least nine of them were. So I said, no, no, we're going to sacrifice that one and and turned off the coffee pot. And it's, it's sadly sitting there with its one cup of coffee. Anywho, <laughs> where are you living now? And where have you lived before? Because I knew you in New York and you're, yeah, I think you've been like 18 places since then. It really feels like it. It truly does. Um, yeah. So I live in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I moved here last September. I had really been looking for like a new adventure after moving um, back to New England from Albany. Mm-hmm. And I saw my window of like, okay, this COVID variant is dying down. This COVID variant is about to start. I have maybe like a week where I can safely get to a new state. Let's Mm -hmm. go. (laughs) And where were you before that? Because it still wasn't New York. No. So I was born and raised in New Hampshire um, in the beautiful 10 miles of (laughs) seacoast. Okay. Um, They're very proud of those 10 miles. I'm sure they're beautiful. But so I grew up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, like an hour and a half north of Boston, right on the main New Hampshire border, like Mm -hmm. as a kid, as a teen, as a young adult, (laughs) it's still quite a a power to be like halfway across the bridge and then just like, hey guys, I'm in New Hampshire, I'm in Maine, I'm in New Hampshire, I'm in Maine, I'm in New Hampshire, I'm in Maine. And it never gets old to me, but I'm sure it's gotten very old to friends family. <laughs> I, that sounds fun to me. If I'm back up in the Northeast, I might have to go do it and just channel and be like, guess what I'm doing? I'm in New Hampshire. No, I'm in Maine. And I'll just call you. <laughs> that sounds like a fun journey. The bet, the most I can relate is uh, living near the border of Canada and, and being, there was nothing. The problem was, you know, I, I was in upstate New York and then you drive to Montreal and it's really anticlimactic because you've got farm country and then you go through the border and then there's more fa- more farm country. And I've never met a cow mooing in a different accent. Nothing. I've never, you know, it, it's just 
okay, the flag's different. You still have to drive an hour and a half to get anywhere. <laughs> so. It's true. My favorite on that journey is like how many signs that are just like, hey, you're in kilometers now. Hey, oh hey, American, you're in kilometers now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Are you looking? Did you did you change the button on your car? Do you know how fast you're going? I really enjoy the signs that all of a sudden change to 100 kilometers per hour. And, and that's why they have to have all those other signs. <laughs> it is because it is tempting. That first one that you see, you know, you're seeing 60, 65 the whole way up the road. And then all of a sudden it says 100 and you're like, is that a challenge? Maybe it is. <laughs> I could go faster. <laughs> anyway, I'm a safe driver if my insurance yeah. company is listening. Anyway. <laughs> all right. But, so, you know, I, I grew up in New Hampshire. Um, I lived in Vermont for eight years. That's where I went to college. Um, that's where I kind of started my career. Um, and then 2018, um, uh, moved to Albany with a partner, um, and began a new life as an unemployed stay at home dog dad, which, uh, you know, it's a chapter. It's a chapter. It's a chapter. It's true. But I, I mean, I got to meet people like Marissa, our lovely host. So. <laughs> See something good um, comes out of everything. Yeah, exactly. Well, and along the way in, you know, studying, at Champlain. I lived in Dublin, Ireland for about four months in my study abroad. Um, I moved back to New Hampshire after um, one very unfortunate weekend. I lived with my parents for the first time in eight years, which was... That must have been difficult. Yeah. Well, I was home for, you know, I was home for summers when I was, you know, still in early years in college. Um, but yeah, there is something, and I, now I know sort of how common this experience is, but that first night of like being back in my childhood bedroom, like looking at all the stuff I've left behind to be like, oh no. How did oh, I no. end up here? <laughs> did the last right. 10 years just happen or not? Right. What is reality? You know, that was 2019, um, early 2020, I was working this job, uh, in, Manchester, New Hampshire, which is um, not too far from like Concord, like the, the capital of New Hampshire. Um, and I figured, you know, it'd be kind of nice not to drive an hour each way. Um, I didn't really know my roommate, like I found her on Craigslist, but I figured, you know, it's, it's February, like I'm, you know, it's not like we really even have to see each other all that much. Um, so I, I don't think it'll be a problem that it's such a small apartment with a complete stranger. Uh, and <laughs> kudos the, to you for trying. <laughs> the funniest thing happened, uh, a global pandemic. Um, I put that timeline together yet. So you moved yeah. into a tiny apartment with a stranger and the world shut down. Oh yeah. And I, I remember saying to her, um, well, you know, by the end of this, we're either going to be the best of friends or at each other's throats. And, uh, we're not the best of friends. I can say that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What an experience that must have been. Wow. I have felt bad for everybody, obviously throughout the pandemic, but particularly those in, in shared living spaces or particularly small living spaces, but had the living with someone you don't know peace and wow, that's, that's a wild ride, I'm sure. We could probably do an entire show about that with oh, her permission. Me, I could. <laughs> <laughs> Might need a couple uh, sign-offs before we go too too far <laughs> down that rabbit hole. Well, I guess that leads me to round four. What are you doing for work? 
right yeah, now. Yeah, I, uh, I find myself unemployed again, just without a dog this time. Um, it's been, you know, I, I moved out here for this job, but I always knew that there was a possibility of, um, you know, it never being a permanent gig. Mm-hmm. And so I figured being in at least a major city and with Pittsburgh and Detroit and Columbus and Cincinnati and, you know, everywhere else that I could go, mm-hmm. you know, my options are open. It's been tough. Yeah. I don't know how much of it is like, well, I know I'm sure a lot of it is like inflation and are we going into a recession and, but I'm, I'm so burnt out on filling in resumes or, oh, uh, yeah. or applications. I mean, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's get that gets tiresome, especially, you know, if it's not panning out to where you want to go. And I hope you find something. If you could pick your dream job, what would it be? Do you know? Yeah, I was trying to think about that. Um, I know the job that I feel like was the closest to my dream job was being a bartender in this just super small little craft uh, ginger beer brewery uh, wow. back in Vermont. That's specific. It was like nautical themed and well, shout out to how you're brewing in Burlington, Vermont, <laughs> uh, available through most of New England now. Check it out if you can find it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, but it, I don't know. There was just something so serene about it. And just the like, because I, I think, you know, I got into cheers a lot later in life. And I think I was like, oh, I just want to be Sam. <laughs> I just want to be Sam from Cheers. Don't we all, though? I mean, I think we all want to be Sam. I mean, now I'm like, oh, I just want to be Ted Danson. I'm totally fine with just being Ted Danson. (laughs) That's a really good point. I don't know too many people who would turn down the opportunity to be Ted Danson. He's he is he is a character. He has many characters, in fact. But what what an icon he is for sure. (laughs) I could Um, see you uh, bartending again for sure. Yeah, well, and. I don't know sort of where this dream came from, but like, I want to say like 18 through 24, I just wanted to like buy a farm upstate somewhere mm-hmm. and raise Irish wolfhounds. Whoa, please do that. I have so many people who want Irish wolfhounds, but don't have the space to have an Irish wolfhound. Mm-hmm. That's a very large dog. You need a farm. Exactly. Okay, well, get get that dream started. I want to come visit. I want to just be, you know, buried in a pile of Irish wolfhounds. If anyone wants to make a initial donation of land or wolfhounds. And or dogs. Send them to Will Sachs. That's right. That's right. I will shout out your credentials after the show. Uh, I swear he's a great dog owner, though, our dog father, because I have met his previous dog and he was wonderful. So, uh, yeah, dude, that's really cool. I want to market for that. Like I want I want to be your marketing person. If you ever get that off the ground, that would be awesome. And I would just run bus trips to go pet the dogs. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we could make more just, you know, letting people come and play with the dogs than we could actually like selling them. <laughs> you know, that's that's really true because how often do you get to see a dog of that size? I don't even know what their average height and weight is. I know it's 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 nearing like great dane size. Yeah. But yeah. I think they're a lot more active. So you really do need a place like that. But um, I mean, and I say like, you know, let's have tours come visit because I truly don't know that I could like, if I raised like a whole litter of <laughs> like wolfhound puppies, I'd be like, 
I'm sorry. They're mine. <laughs> Try again next season. <laughs> I mm, nope. Yeah, we'll see if one one makes me mad. You can have that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll shake this Irish wolfhound loose. Just this one though. <laughs> and then you, you, you ch- ch- change his name, you know, like call him Smitty or something like, yeah, you can have Smitty. I've got <laughs> Wolfgang over there and I don't know, some other kind of crazy names. All right. Well, let's go to round five. Share a high point in your life or something that you're personally proud of. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, before 2020, I really did think 2019 was like the roughest year of my life. Mm-hmm. I saw, you know, like I said, a lot of job searching, not a lot of success. Um, a long-term relationship ended. And then two days after my breakup, um, my car was destroyed by a drunk driver while we were oh. uninsured. <gasps> and oh. I was like, this is, I mean, it's still a weekend that will live in infamy forever. I hope so. I really hope nothing tops that. No, no, I, please, I can't handle please, it. Please, no. Let the man have his wolfhound farm. It's fine. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, I mean, I'm still paying off that car. So, yeah. you know, yeah. word of advice to your listeners, always pay for insurance. Always, always. Yikes. Well, that's tough. Um, so, what's a high point before or I know, after I, that? <laughs> I realized starting from a pretty low point there, I when I moved home, I was like, well, what do I do now? And I, I had to sort of look within and look back to like what used to make me happy. And that was theater. And it was something I really hadn't done in a long time. You know, I'd, I'd been in like stage plays, but, you know, my first love was always musical theater. And so I like randomly a friend from high school who I kind of kept in touch with um, just happened to be like running a a local theater company and they were doing auditions for a show called Dogfight which is based on like a 1990s um, River Phoenix movie Um, and I was like oh I don't really know the show I haven't really kept in touch with this friend but it's worth a shot Um, And I mean, that truly was like when things turned around for me because it was, you know, I was back in my element. I was reconnecting with old friends. I was making new friends and I just got to like, I mean, there is nothing quite as addicting as the sound of like an audience applauding. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, oh, I know. I imagine oh, yeah. <laughs> every time I put my headphones on, actually, whenever I got the podcast going, I was like, all right, someone's clapping somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that really is like what turned that year around for me because I, I, you know, was back on stage and I forgot how brutal choreography is. Mm-hmm. Um, like my audition was like July 3rd and I went into work, um, you know, after that weekend and I was like, Hey guys, does anyone have just like some Tylenol or some aspirin or anything? And one of my coworkers, because I was in like a very broy like sales team at the okay. time, mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, man, <laughs> you have a good Fourth of July weekend. What's up?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It's that. It's that. It has nothing to do with my dance routine. <laughs> Pop and Tylenol for the weekend. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Drinking my drinking my hop tea. Got it. Ooh, got me got me good that weekend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I totally relate to that because I did a. Uh, I wish I had the confidence that I have now in middle and high school when I dabbled in drama production. Uh, 
I, I would do so much better if I could just, you know, I don't, I never got anything from the past. That's not who I am. But if I could have just tweaked one personality trait from when I was younger, it would have been a little bit more confidence because I'd, I'd love to have had, you know, a named role in something. But I did this uh, summer drama camp at one point and we had a, a wonderful drill sergeant of a producer and we were doing little shop of horrors i think it's in maybe eighth going into ninth grade at the time so young let's call 14 15 and to this day i just turned 37 to this day i remember the opening dance routine because it was so intense. We practiced it for so many hours. I cried trying to learn the steps. It hurt so much. <laughs> and, you know, drop is a, it's a bodily and emotion, emotional sacrifice too. So I can see you doing phenomenally at that. Did you get to put on the production? Are you doing any oh, more drama? Well, yeah. So um, when I moved out here, I was like, look, I know this works. Let's do it again. Mm -hmm. um and in december of last year i was in a show called uh the <laughs> holiday movie channel or no the holiday channel christmas movie wonderthon uh sorry i turned off my camera because i was choking <laughs> no worries <laughs> you also but didn't turn off your camera <laughs> I'm, i muted myself give me partial credit <laughs> i looked over and i was like uh-oh uh-oh who do i call <laughs> Do I have someone's number? This is she about to die in a closet? This isn't good. Uh, okay, what was the name of that? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you over my life leaving my body. No worries. Yeah, so um, you know, I figured I had success doing that. Uh, let's try it again. And so I was in a show called the Holiday Channel Christmas Movie Wonderthon. That sounds like my dreamland. Well, it, it is, honestly, it's one of the funniest shows I've ever been in. Um, it's just one giant parody of uh, Hallmark Christmas movies. Like, all the tropes are in there, and it's all, like, set in this little inn that's about to close before Christmas. <laughs> and then, um, you know, here's a busy business lady with business. <laughs> who's come to like buy a Christmas tree farm to turn into a golf course. And, oh like, man, I'm so hooked. <laughs> I was the, um, I was one of two uh, princes in disguise as regular folks. Of course, of course, this checks out. Yep, that that happens a lot. I've, I've watched on film. The princes and princesses always go in disguise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Truly, I don't think I've, I've uh, before this show, um, the most unhinged role I've ever had on stage was in this like very serious drama called Dog Sees Dodd, which oh. is, it's truly, it's like, what if all of the like Peanuts characters grew up into the worst teenagers ever? <laughs> oh no. It's, it's a dark show. That sounds really dark. But it'd be dark enough given, you know, it'd be dark enough as is. And then you're like, oh God. Oh no, Charlie Brown, no. No, Charlie Brown, no Linus. <laughs> and like my my character was named Matt, you know, and he is like obsessive compulsive, like hands cracked and bleeding from how much hand sanitizer he's using, like just obsessed with cleanliness and will is like a few times throughout the show thrown into the scariest like rage 
when people oh. call him his childhood nickname, Pigpen. Oh my gosh. Like, <gasps> I didn't see that coming. No. That makes so much <laughs> sense. Then I, I think I topped that performance in this show because there's a point where um, uh, the inn owner is like, oh no, I mean, if we can't fix the furnace, I might have to close before Christmas. Can you think of anything sadder than that? And I just, I turn to her and I launch into this whole monologue, homeless puppies <laughs> in a box in the rain. <laughs> Basset hound puppies. They, they can't get out of the box because they're too small. It's, just like, it's like three full paragraphs about these basset hound puppies. And I was like, by the end of it, I am like on the floor sobbing. And the last, and the, the inn owner is like, well, yes, that is much sadder. And like, pop out of it like it's nothing I go I have a very vivid imagination when it comes to sadness <laughs> that's fantastic oh my gosh oh wow I think I have to go adopt a basset hound just just to make sure they got out of the box never mind the wolf hound we're going basset hound tonight we're gonna have to section off the farm because that's a <laughs> we can't have the Irish wolf hound stepping on the basset hound's ears it's just not gonna work I'm going to need to put in a good gate, a nice fence. Yeah, we're going to, you know, put them back in their boxes until that area is ready. <laughs> I love it. So drama. That's awesome. Are you doing any more drama right now or are you taking a break? Not at the it? moment. I've just been working on, because like, I want to stay here more than yeah. anything. Okay. You know, it, it feels like it took me so long to finally get out to Cleveland that the last thing I want to do is leave. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have made friends through theater. I've made friends through Dungeons and Dragons. I've made friends through doing stand-up comedy and it's like I'm not I can't just go home just yet you know yeah yeah and then on the other hand I'm like oh rent is a thing yeah that's a problem it is a play you could go be in the play rent and maybe that would help with the real stuff (laughs) (laughs) thinking I'm just thinking here outside the Bassett Hound box (laughs) let's see if they'll accept tickets to rent in place of my actual rent yeah I that's an idea you could you could (laughs) throw by them you never know I'd go see you in rent or any play. I would. I would. All right. So how about a challenge in your life you've overcome? I, I feel like you've kind of alluded at several that you've managed to come out of, but which one do you want to talk about? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I feel like we are still in a global pandemic, but mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about the roommate. I, let's <laughs> talk about the roommate. I, <laughs> that situation turned bad so fast. No. You know, she was working an incredibly difficult, like, social work-related job. Mm-hmm. So, like, clearly the last thing she needed was me, like, just kind of lumbering around our small apartment. Sure. But, like, the building was falling to pieces. Okay. It was, like, so gross. Nothing worked. And then, sort of, <laughs> to go back to my last thing, the the most upset, I think, I've one of the times I've been most upset, like before the pandemic hit, I was living there. I just auditioned for a show. I got in. There's a musical called The Pajama Game, which I is... I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those, like, it's from the 1930s, so community theaters can get it for, like, a dollar. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we were going around, um, you know, introducing the cast, and then it gets to uh, this guy who's like, oh, hi, my name's Mike. I'm the lead. I was kind of sitting across from him and I was like, wait, Mike, aren't you my landlord? <gasps> I was like, you can't, you, 
I obviously I didn't say this out loud, but I was like, you can't, no. you, I, I can't pay rent to you and you also get a better part than me. What are we doing here? This is unacceptable. Rent free, um, please. But so, uh, I mean, if you want, you know, the tea, um, it kind of came to a head. I was, you know, I, I like to join the the subreddit of whatever city I'm living in just to kind of see what's, what's up, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone had posted this, um photo of their garden on the manchester subreddit and i saw a comment on it that was like uh you're so lucky you know all i have is a vacant lot next to my building and an annoying roommate and i was like oh Oh, no no that kind of sounds like my situation no 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 i couldn't and i like i clicked on the user profile and like the second post was just a multi-paragraph rant about me oh my gosh and I was like, oh, this, 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 some of it, I was like, some of it, I was like, yeah, that's accurate. But like a lot of it, I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, that's hurtful. And to have found it on your, oh, well, that's right. Did you confront the roommate? Well, and I wish I had now truly, yeah. but you know, I was like, God, like we were in the middle of a global pandemic. Global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Our lease is not over until like January of next year. I don't want her to think that I was like stalking her on social media or like sure. on Reddit. Yep. So I did what seemed like a good idea at the time, which was like, okay, well, I'll just use this as a list of constructive criticism oh my God. and ignore the hurtful things. <laughs> I will put um, this pain over here and try yeah. to make improvements over here. Oh God. But it's, it was like, he's terrible at washing the dishes. And I'm like, I, Literally, this building is falling apart. It takes 10 minutes for the water to heat up. I'm sorry. Right, right. Oh, my God. That's not even on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's on my landlord with a better part than me. <laughs> yeah, right. If he could have just put more time into the hot water, then <laughs> then his acting career. Goodness. <laughs> oh, man. That's really hard. That's really hard. So did you just let the, the lease end naturally or was there a blowout? I got to ask. There was never a blowout. Um, there were a lot of like, not terse conversations, Mm. but like, you could tell we reached a point where we were like listening at the door for when the other one was done doing something so that we could come out like, yeah, like living like ghosts, which sucked because you expect your apartment to be a place you can feel comfortable. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I, I literally am stuck in this room and then, you know, stuck in this town, stuck in the state, you know, because again, global pandemic. The world was shut. We were all stuck. So we were holding in place. You know, it was a holding pattern for a long time. Oh, yeah. And there were times, too, where I was like, well, you know, my parents were only an hour away. Why didn't I just, like, keep paying rent and then, like, go, go live back there? But, you know, my parents are not immunocompromised. But, like, I, I just figured it was safer to not introduce another person to that house at the time. That makes sense. Yeah. It's a challenge that was overcome by me moving out. But, my God, it felt good to... <laughs> on that day to finally say goodbye. (laughs) I am sure that you have never packed boxes with a smile on your face quite as strong as that one. Oh, whistling a happy little tune all the while. I I should have known it was going to be rough because I, um, you know, I'm very passionate about like wall art. Like Mm -hmm. it's hard to tell from the angle on my camera, but like I have really tried to turn my little apartment here into like more of like a gallery space. And um, the Two things that are like the most precious to me are these like framed 
posters I got at the Dublin flea market when I was mm-hmm. living there. Sure. And so um, one is like this, it looks like kind of a vintage photograph um, of like a gentleman in a suit, but he's got like a fox face or like a fox's head. Okay. So it's a well-dressed fox. And then- <laughs> Gentleman fox. Okay. All right. Gentleman all right. fox. And then the other one is just this like fun sort of crazy animation of like, um, or crazy illustration of like all the things people are picking up at the flea market. And so I, I was like, hey, I'd, I'd love to kind of, you know, decorate the space too a little bit since we're living here. I really like your 60s paint by numbers that you've put up, even though you're 30. <laughs> um, and so I was like, hey, can I just put up this like this photo of like the, the, the fancy fox man? And she was like, it's really red. I don't like the color red. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Okay, cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 okay. cool, cool. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I have this other one that's, you know, it's it's just an illustration of people. It's, I, I guess, kind of a, and she was like, I don't really like caricatures. Can I have a problem with caricatures? Oh. And I was like, cool. Cool. Okay. So we're a paint by number purist. I was like, is there anything else that you have a problem with that I should be aware of now? Oh, you got to go on the right subreddit to find out. Right, exactly. Well, <laughs> she was like, well, I, I don't know why this would come up, but um, I, I'm kind of scared of puppets. Oh, no. And then I, I had to, I mean, obviously the show didn't happen, but I was like, uh, this is a bad time to tell you that I just auditioned uh, for a show about like a hand puppet that gets possessed by the devil. <laughs> Was that soft true? Puppet. Was that true? How do you really? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a show called Hand to God. <laughs> oh my god! I think you should have just broken the lease at that point. You know that at that point I was ready. That's a three strike. That's a three <laughs> strike rule. Like, dude, okay, what are the chances? I, she offers up that she is not a fan of puppets, and then you're like, well, actually. But like at that point, it didn't even it, like. It felt so like specific to like I just don't want your art up here yeah so I'm going to tell you that she's just been like it's really not my style I don't think it goes with the room I believe that more than I'm scared of caricatures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh man that you know <laughs> what I'm so glad you overcame that challenge holy cow that's and that is why I live alone <laughs> and love it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I fully support you in your your choice to have your own place at this point. Uh, wow. Wow. That, uh, how did you not write a blog while you were pandemic? Because oh, I didn't want her to find it on my yeah, Reddit. Yeah, you know? right, right. On your first, <laughs> that, that makes sense. That was good self-preservation. All right. Well, how about something unexpected about you or that few people know about you? Yeah, I was thinking about this because, I mean, we kind of talked about this at the start. I'm mm-hmm. an open book and an oversharer. <laughs> so I was kind of like, what What don't people know about me? And I, I think this might lead down an interesting road, but I, I was really, like, who I am today was really shaped by my religion as a kid. I am interested. What? No, yeah, yeah that's, I am well, um, unexpected. Exactly. And so much of that is um, I was raised Unitarian Universalist, um, which uh, Unitarianism began as an offshoot of Catholicism. They believed in just like a one God instead of a holy trinity. And then for some reason in like the 70s, they were like, hey, uh, Church of Universalism, you hippies, let's join our churches. (laughs) 
Um, okay. And so, I mean, I, I guess more than anything, the idea uh, behind it was the importance of community. It was never so much, uh, you know, there's like a, a guy floating on a cloud judging you for your sins. It was like, what is most important in life is being a good person and helping others. And I feel like even though I'm not religious now, like that has stayed with me so much because I, you know, I went every Sunday um, as much as I fought my mom on getting dragged to it because mm-hmm. she knew that like, well, you know, it's pretty good morals one way or another. It is. Um, and then, you know, because she had grown up Catholic, uh, there were times where I went to like Sunday mass with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there is a contest for the most just like heartbroken, beaten down looking wooden Jesus on the cross. Uh, but I, I think the church he would take us to wins that by a mile. And I was like, why did they put that man up there? We <laughs> normally sing happy songs. I'm eight. What is going on? <laughs> and in the future, you disclose that you are very terrified of wooden Jesuses that look a bit downtrodden. To yeah, everyone, and I right? also You've don't like yeah. garlic or sunlight <laughs> or... <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see where we're going there. I love it. <laughs> Surprised you're not drinking a nice uh, cup of type A right now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say communion wine. Oh, that would be hysterical. <laughs> that would be great. That'll be the, I don't know if you listened to the first podcast, but we were uh, talking about doing an offshoot, an offshoot uh, cast called Alcohol with Randos. And I kind of <laughs> just want to get somebody from your church now. I was like, all right, you bring the communion wine, you know, or that, that church, that particular church and, and say, you bring the communion wine. And I want to just talk about this downtrodden Jesus and, and see where it goes. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that, so those morals, those childhood, those childhood, you know, moral values carried right into who you are. And I will personally vouch for you on this because when I got married, my husband and I eloped to Cancun. Uh, it was, you know, an announced elopement, whatever, but we decided that we would have a huge party when we came back and Will out of nowhere. And now you've heard some of his personal history in nowhere did he mention, oh, yes, I also dabble in photography. Well, this guy steps up. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I'll be your wedding photographer. So I'm expecting him to show up with like a cell phone camera or, you know, some, you know, some $50 Walmart not something. He shows up with a professional camera and takes the most stunning wedding party photos I have ever seen ever. And I have so many cherished memories because of you just casually volunteering and saying, oh yeah, I'll do it for you. No problem. No, that was within your skill set. And for the rest of my life, I will remember that kindness that you did for me and I will have these these actual physical photos to to love forever. They're hung up all over my house. Oh, that warms my heart. I you can tell how just if you look through all of the photos, I think there is an equal number of you and your husband as there are of your dad. Have you yeah, talked well, about his suit? <laughs> <laughs> my dad wore. Oh God, he was so proud of this suit. Oh, it's such a story. I'm going to tell it anyway. Now now that the suit came up, he wore this suit. That literally had every color of the rainbow in basically a checkerboard pattern. And it was a suit jacket with matching suit pants, a purple shirt that he had found to match all the rest of it. And he just looked like a million dollars. 
He also he looked like a '60s Batman villain. Well, and I yeah, think that's I mean, also why. <laughs> that's true too. He had a little bit of a Joker esque kind of uh, a vibe to him, and he's always you know trying to trying to see what he can get away with. So that's perfect. Um, <laughs> he showed up in this this incredible suit, but I had asked him, and I knew about this suit because some period of time before I had had him to Thanksgiving uh, at my husband and my house or my boyfriend at the time. Uh, my mother and my little brother were away at at a band event, something like that. And we said, oh, we'll just dress casually. But my dad being the showman, the inner showman that he is, which is, that, Will, I think one of the reasons I adore you so much is because you also have that inner showman flair. And I just love that so much. I respect it. I admire it. I'm jealous of it. Uh, my dad shows up to this event I said, bring something to share to eat and dress casually. So he shows up with stuffed celery, which if you don't know, is cold celery with cream cheese in it and like a little sprinkle of paprika. Oh, with sliced green olives. Okay. I don't want to cut him short here. A little sliced green olives, kind of like a, a varied ants on a log, but you know, for grownups. So he shows up with a Tupperware of these and this suit that he then proceeded to tell us he purchased for the event because my mother's my mother had gone out of town but had Kohl's cash that needed to be spent. And so he went to the clearance rack and he managed to put together this comical suit that will live in infamy in my wedding party photos for $2 and like 36 cents. And if he listens to this podcast, I am sure he will correct me on the numeric value of the suit. But he was <laughs> so, so, so proud that between the Coles cash, he had managed to get us an entire suit with a tie and a and a and a shirt for approximately two dollars and thirty six cents. It, it makes for the most colorful father daughter dance I've ever photographed. It really does. It really <laughs> does. It was amazing. And you know, I still want you to become a photographer because you just have such a great great skill you have a natural way of capturing people and you're personable so you know if you ever decide to go down that road i'll be your first review 100 oh thank you <laughs> so we've talked about your challenges some high points some unexpected oh yeah round eight something you wish you had more time for i and this is i i don't have time for it because i actively avoid it okay i wish i had more time for mindfulness yes like the and again, I, I have plenty of time for it, but I need, at least right now where I'm at and sort of where life is at, I do kind of need a constant stream of distractions. Mm. Um, like I'm never, you know, like I'll be on my computer listening to a podcast and like playing on my phone. Like I always feel like I have like three screens around me just to sort of like tune everything out. That really is time where I could be like, you know, doing that ritual of just making tea and, you know, having just a quiet moment to myself to really reflect on how my day went, what I want to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know if it's something that I'm scared of or something that I just don't have the attention span for at the moment. Yeah, but it's I, practice. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's like having like a gaping wound and knowing that you could like put a Band-Aid on it. Instead, you're like, I got other stuff to do today. I'll get around to it eventually. (laughs) Don't worry about it. That looks fine. Rub some dirt in it. (laughs) Leg falls off. Yeah, it's it's fine. (laughs) Carry on. It's nearly a flesh wound. (laughs) Exactly. 
Well, you know, well, they've got a whole bunch of apps for that. A whole bunch. I think, what is it? Mindful breathing is, is really popular. The other podcast I'm on online and inspired, that is definitely the, uh, the big thing that people talk about is finding time for mindful breathing. And I keep saying that I'm going to do that during my tea time. I'm going to do that during my tea time. And I really, truly intend to do that when my toddler is in school. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right now, there's not any tea time. My breathing is basically hyperventilating. And there's, there, yeah, my mindfulness is fully focused on keeping her alive. Um, but yeah, no, I totally, I, I get that. I relate to that. It's one of the reasons this was kind of born is because I'm getting back to who I am and who, you know, what makes me tick and being mindful of, of myself. So I get where you're coming from. I do. I do. Like almost setting your intent for the day and where do you want to go? Where have you been? I like that. So, oh God, I'm almost afraid to ask round nine. If you had a theme song, what would it be and why? It would have to be something I write myself. Oh, I like that. I, I just like think that. given who I am as a person and I, I, uh, I mean, it would have to have a, like a, a, just a groovy saxophone, you know, track on it. Of course. Uh, something just kind of funky, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'm so like, what I listen to musically is just so much alt folk. Mm. Um, huge fan of like the Decemberists and the Mountain Goats. And it's like, well, I'm not a shipwrecked sailor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a destitute coal miner. I don't know that I can write a song in that style. Um, cause the only other thing I can think of, and it's, it's only because it's truly been running on a continuous loop in my brain since maybe like 2008 <laughs> is just Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, <laughs> South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio, like, like, and that's, maybe that's why I can't be mindful is because as soon as, um, as soon as I finally get like a second of peace, I just hear Richard Nixon back again. <laughs> that fits you. I, I mean, look how many things we've talked about in the last, you know, near an hour. Okay. How many hats you've worn? How many things you've done? How many places you've been? I how many fires I didn't start? <laughs> I think that theme song fits you a little bit better than you realize. <laughs> That's, that's wonderful. And I think that's officially the first song we've had on the podcast. So thank you for making You're my welcome. heart sing. I, I tried to keep it short enough where you won't get it. was perfect. I don't think anyone's going to tune out during that time. <laughs> I think they might put it on repeat. Well, it was short enough. You can use it legally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think anyone's coming after me. <laughs> that was fantastic. Okay. How about round 10? Last of the rounds. This is where it flips to me. It's the ask me anything round. Put me on the spot. Whatever burning question you have in your mind. Yeah, I I turned 30 this year. Mm -hmm. I guess, is there anything that you learned after you turned 30? Do you feel like, you know, your 20s were one way and your 30s have been totally different? Obviously, so much has happened since I met you. Mm -hmm. So much has happened to me since we met. Um I guess, what, what don't people tell you about your 30s? I think that there is a sense of calm in your 30s. And it's not necessarily from knowing who you are or what you're doing or where you're going. 
I think in your thirties, I had, I mean, I'm a wholly different person than who I was in your twenties, but I think in my thirties, at least for me, I kind of stopped caring necessarily what everyone around me thought. Not, not from a social perspective, just more of a, you know what? I don't have time to be stressing over the world outside of what I want to manifest. You know, I, I think that there is just a calm. There's a less pressure. It's not like, oh my God, I'm 29. This is the last year of my life. It's, you know, you're in your thirties now. You have the next decade to kick butt and you're so far out of school now. You know, you're out of college, you're out of, of high school, you're out of, you know, all of those kind of experiences that that run you through everything you know what I mean and you kind of just have a sense of calm starting in your 30s I'm seven years older than you then and you know I I have loved my 30s I love them so much more than my 20s uh you know I've been joking that it's I literally my birthday was yesterday uh, you know, it's my X amount 29th birthday. I don't miss my 20s for a second. I feel like there is a social pressure. I feel like there is this, there's just too much, you know, never mind the 20s, leave them behind. They kind of <laughs> suck. If I'm honest with you, I would never go back to a single year in my 20s. I would go from my teens to my 30s, but that entire decade to me, nothing, nothing. I would take nothing out of it. And I always thought that the 20s were supposed to be the best years of your lives. For me, nah, remove that decade. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. So I would say the thing that I don't think people talk about is like, everyone's like, oh, I feel old. No, you just start being your own person. Embrace the calm that comes with that. So that that would be my advice <laughs> or my well, it's something I needed to hear. So. <laughs> yeah, it's 100%. I wouldn't go back to my 20s for anything. Burn them. <laughs> uh, yeah, never, never reminisce for a second. And I hope that the calm of the 30s and, and the security of being, hey, I am a human, I am adult and I am me, you know, kind of really puts you on the right, the right path and the, you know, that wonderful things come your way for sure. I'm considering hosting a roast. Well, I don't want to host my own roast, but that I do think awesome. a beautiful way to just torch my twenties would be to have all the people that I've met and yeah. loved and laughed with just tell jokes about all the times we've shared together. Oh my God, please make that something I can watch or participate in. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be involved. That's so on cool. Zoom roast just ends with me crying alone in my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> your camera knows goes off we'll we'll just pause but like, yeah, I don't know hang on it's a it's a Kleenex break folks it's a Kleenex <laughs> break <laughs> all right so how about on tap uh what are you working on right now or if people want to chat with you find you on socials you know I know you have some great uh comedy stuff up on YouTube uh what's yeah, on tap you, for Will right now want to check out um I guess some of the songs that I've made um yeah, just check out, uh, you know what, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> I'm realizing that my my YouTube channel is also like my primary email. Is like, I haven't quite kept up my personal brand. Um, right now, I'm, you know, on the job hunt, but like I'm running like three different Dungeons and Dragons campaigns and just trying to get in shape. So that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a great way to start your thirties and enjoying some things and finding out who you're going to be for the next decade. So yeah. 
That's wonderful. Good for you. Yeah. Get back to me on how you want to share some social media stuff, because personally, I want to make sure that some of your wonderful comedy work can get out to people. I know I've personally right. shared it in the past, but check out the world needs to know. That, you can check out at Sax Appeal on Instagram. That's Thank S-A-X-E, you. X-E, and then I think with a dash. So <laughs> yes, I, at Sax Appeal, I will be, uh, I will be 100% sharing that out because you need that love. I I would need you to have that love because I enjoy you so much. All right. So how about our very last round, which is happy hour? So it's your self-promotion, passion time, something you want to tell the world. What do you want the world to know about Will Sachs or his message right now? Hire me. <laughs> Hire me. Okay. <laughs> Photographer, Irish wolfhounds, comedian, desk bartender, job. <laughs> desk job. Yeah. Yeah. Hire me. Okay. That's a, Hey, that's a good message. Um, but no, I guess also um, get out there and just find an outfit that you feel so powerful in. Like I got really into like, like online thrifting sort of when I first got out here. Cause I, you know, I used to try and dress to, to like, well, this, I want to fit into this soon. And now it's like, well, I want this to just look good. And like what I've been able to find online and also some of just the monstrosities that found online of course, could start a whole other, and I might, an, another Instagram <laughs> of just nightmares I found on Poshmark. Please do. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun to follow because there are there are some things I've had. I have only dabbled in Poshmark a few times uh, and I've, I've found treasures, but I have seen some things that have come, come to other folks. And I know that there's a lot of reels out there of people yep. <laughs> trying on things that they have ordered from the internet and they crack me up every time. And I feel like you could do a lot of amazing work with that. Want well, you have the personality for it for sure. Well, well, we are at the end of our hour together and I had so much fun chatting with you today. I really, really appreciate all that you've shared. Uh, and we have to end with a toast to you. And I have, I've been really enraptured. I keep telling myself that I'm going to write notes during these shows to uh, make a beautiful rhyming toast. And someday I will, and someday I'll sit down and for the past guests make little rhyming toasts because I owe them to them. But for now, yours is not going to rhyme. So I do. I raise my glass to you. Uh, you can't see it on video because I have a fake background. Oh, there we go. Oh, there Put we it go. In front of my face. <laughs> Look, I'm learning. Why are you holding up a gardening glove? <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Now that you can see my glass, it's real. Well, you are a wonderful friend. And while we don't cross paths that much anymore, you are a safe person in my network because you are someone that brings me joy. You are infectious and not in like an STD way, in a like <laughs> so funny, wonderful, genuine, off the cuff guy. And I wish all the happiness for you because you deserve it. You have gone through far too much. And I hope that the next 30 years are all amazing and more. And thank you for coming on today. Oh, cheers, cheers. Marissa. Here's to you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to A Toast and a Tale. We are so glad you could join us for a drink. Tune in next week to hear the tale of another amazing guest. Interested in being on the show? Find at A Toast and a Tale on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on our website, www.atoastandatale.com, where you can also find past guest information, our merch shop, and more. 
Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share on your favorite listening and social media platforms, and we'll be back next Friday. Until then, may your troubles be less, your blessings be more, and nothing but happiness come through your door. Cheers to you.